that Holy Spirit always keeping us on our toes. Please be seated. And will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Old South Church, we are in a season of saying goodbyes. Goodbye to our senior minister, Nancy, two weeks ago. Goodbye to our seminarian, Jess, last week. And soon we'll say goodbye, a fond farewell to Martha Schick, who served our congregation as our youth and young adult leader for four years. These are all happy goodbyes but they do come with a tinge of sadness, a kind of grief that it is important to acknowledge. It's another change in what seems to be an ever-shifting landscape. Some of you may be experiencing change in other parts of your life, finishing school or starting school, starting a new job, looking for work, finding a new home, mourning the passing of a loved one trying to figure out what retirement looks like. All set against a backdrop of the COVID pandemic roller coaster and the violence pandemic and the racism pandemic and upheaval in the wider world that at times is almost too much to take. We are tempest tossed. It makes sense that we may find ourselves feeling a bit unsteady on our feet. Maybe like the disciples on that day of Pentecost, you're wandering around asking, where do we go from here? What's left to rely on? You see, it had been 50 days since the empty tomb and another 10 since Jesus departed this earthly plane. The disciples still missed Jesus deeply. But at this point, surely some of them were starting to think about getting the old fishing nets out of the basement and returning to life as usual under Roman occupation. Surely some began to dream about settling back into simpler lives, away from constant agitation and change and newness and trying to speak truth to power. That great experiment was over now. But then, a rush of violent wind, a holy wind that sweeps through the room where the frightened disciples are hiding out, and tongues as of fire descend upon their heads. The Holy Spirit alights upon them. And this Spirit drives the men and women out of their hideaway and out into the crowded Jerusalem streets that morning proclaiming the gospel of justice and liberation in Christ, God's love and grace for all people, proclaiming it boldly, confidently, fluently, and in a surprising array of languages. You see, it wasn't that the disciples didn't know what to do next. They just didn't know that they had the power to do what was needed to be done. But the Holy Spirit blew in. As Walter Brueggemann says, a holy wind that dismantles what was, a holy wind that evokes what is to be, a holy wind that overrides barriers and causes communication, a holy wind that signals God's rule even among us. 
that holy wind becomes wind in the disciples' sails. And this, as the Bible says, is how the Christian church is born. The Holy Spirit is strange. It is a mystery, and I think it is the best kind of mystery. It is the Holy Spirit that allows the disciples to do so much more than they ever could have imagined, that turned that ragtag band of Jesus followers, who basically never got an A on the Jesus pop quiz, into the foundations of a deep and rich religious tradition that still inspires millions and empowers millions to this day. That is a miracle beyond my wildest imagination. That is the Holy Spirit. And I'm willing to bet that you have had a Holy Spirit moment too. When you've come through something you never thought you could, or built something you'd only dreamed of, or maybe when you felt loved for who you are. These are all Holy Spirit moments, precious and miraculous, and as close as our very breath. In the Gospel of John, the disciples receive the Holy Spirit when Jesus breathes on them. Jesus uses his recently reanimated breath and blows the spirit of life, the spirit of God, in each of their mouths, in each of our mouths, to fill our lungs and our lives with new life and the power we need to undertake a mission of forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoring wholeness. The Greek word for breath is pneuma, which also translates as spirit. Jesus in spirits inspires his followers with his own breath, spirit. And with that sharing and gifting, Jesus prepares them for the mission of living lives as Christians. Pentecost didn't just happen that once in a certain way a long time ago. That Pentecost blessing would not be confined to just that one day. And it does not always announce itself with such attendant pomp and circumstance. It can begin as a spark of hope, a voice shouting no, a hand raised to call for peace. And through the moving of that holy wind, it kindles and catches and spreads like wildfire into a movement for change. The story of Pentecost reminds us that we all have strength beyond our imagining, and that we are stronger still when we work together as a beloved community. It was not just the apostles who were blessed by the power of the Holy Spirit that day. We all have a part to play. Some of us will go out to share the good news far and wide. Others will create spaces of hospitality, or tell the stories, or work for justice, or feed the hungry here at home. We will all be empowered by the Spirit, breathed into us, that takes our hearts and sets them on fire. Amen.